Father, we just thank you for your goodness and your love, your blessings upon our life. We thank you for the answers to prayer that we can share at this time. And Lord, we thank you for the many answers to prayer that we just leave as an unspoken, that we can leave the details and all of that in the mighty hands of God. We thank you for caring about us in so many ways, even those we're not aware of. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And enjoyed that singing tonight. I didn't know we were quite getting that many uh, different songs, but praise the Lord for that. And uh, if that uh, video turned out, Brother Bajolo, I'd like to get a copy of it if I could. That would be great. Um, Let's turn in our Bibles back to the book of Proverbs once again. And uh, we're going to see if we can't finish chapter 3. Uh, We got through the first 10 verses uh, last Sunday night, and uh, I don't know that we're going to stop at every verse. As we said, boy, we could, uh, uh, many, many of these verses could spend an entire evening just on one verse and still uh, just only scrape the surface of the wisdom that is here. Uh, It is not a bad habit. It would be a worthwhile endeavor to just read through the book of Proverbs once a month for the rest of your life. Uh, It would help you. Uh, It would only uh, bring good things and remembrance here. We go back to chapter 1. We need wisdom. How many times during the week do you say, I wish I knew what to do right now? I'll tell you, we do that all the time, but if you want wisdom, if you want the ability to know what to do, knowledge is fairly easy. Uh, We all have, uh, I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but uh, I have a cell phone that has more knowledge and data on that cell phone than my grandfather dealt with in his entire life. That's just my cell phone. When I got my first computer, how many of you remember what a megabyte is? Uh, That's a million bits of information. And uh, the first computer I actually owned had a 20, uh, 20 megabyte hard drive. And I remember saying, if I ever need any more memory than that, I'll have to get out of the ministry because I'll be doing too much stuff. Uh, my computer, my laptop now has 750 gigabyte in the hard drive, and I've got about two-thirds of that contained with stuff. Uh, and millions and millions of bits of information. That's knowledge. Wisdom is knowing what to do with it. Wisdom is where we fail. And if you want wisdom, there's only one place to go, and that's God. James chapter 1, you've got to ask him, and God will answer that prayer. But he's not going to just drop it out of heaven as the rain. You've got to work on it. Wisdom does not come naturally. 
you've got to exercise yourself in reading the book of Proverbs. Let's start in in verse 11 where we left off, chapter 3. My son, despise not thou the... Despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, he corrected, even as a father, the son in whom he delighteth. Now, how many of you can remember back to the days when you were being corrected? Uh, When you had parents or someone watching over you, giving you direction. Philip, you don't need to go back very far, but you do need to look this way. You see, that is correction. Nobody likes it. I was just hoping somebody stepped out so I could illustrate the point. Thank you very much there, Philip. Uh, But the simple truth is, none of us like correction. But where would you be if somebody didn't correct you? Where would you be if somebody didn't say stop and meant it? You see, we have a society. I begin thinking about some of our issues that we're dealing with. I was just reading an article that says the Christian foundations upon which America is built are now being dug out from under our society. They're crumbling. They're no longer there. Uh, At one time, uh, it was an interesting quote. This was actually a New York Times article. I just picked it up as I was scanning through the news. And it said in, uh, I believe it was the 1840s, a man wrote an article that the United the United States of America do not have a state church, but it is a Christian nation which encourages a diversity of beliefs, a freedom of worship. But the Christian principles upon which this nation are built are so built into the society that no one feels that they have the right to either attack them or to go against them, it says they're just obeyed. Oh, that we would have those days again. I don't believe we will. But guess what? Rome wasn't a Christian society when the books of our New Testament were written, now was it? And they had far more success in many ways than we do today with all of our technology and that. What we need to do is just simply be faithful But you can't be faithful to God unless you're willing to take his correction. I think of what goes on in the Olympics and and, uh, what goes on in different uh, things that people uh, really push themselves in. They have somebody there criticizing them at every point. But when somebody tries to help you live more holy for God, you get mad at him. Listen, we need to understand that despise not thou the chastening of the Lord. Uh, read uh, Romans, I mean uh, Hebrews chapter 12. The writer of Hebrews reminds us that if we're God's children, he is going to correct us. I'll tell you, 
For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as the Father, the Son, in whom he delighteth. Let's look at verse 13. Verses 13 through 20, we come another collection of verses here, and this collection here is talking about the value, the benefits of wisdom. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom, and the man that getteth understanding. For the merchandise of it is better than silver, and the gain thereof than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies, and all the things that thou canst desire are not to be compared unto her. Length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her, and happy is every one that retaineth her. The Lord by wisdom hath founded the earth, by understanding hath he established the heavens. By his knowledge the depths are broken up, and the clouds drop down the dew. And boy, there's just a life of living here in these verses. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom. How many times have I heard people, well, pastor, I just... You don't understand. All I want to do is be happy. Let me tell you, you cannot be happy without wisdom. But if you have wisdom, you you can have this uh, ever-passing thing called happiness. It's right there. But you've got to get it. You've got to find it. It says... In this next verse, I love verse 14. I wish we could just spend all night here. For the merchandise of it. Now, when you think of merchandise, what do you think? You think of shelves full of stuff now, don't you? Does anybody else think of that? How many think of buying, selling, and trading? But that's what the word merchandise really means. You see, merchandise is not just the things that are sold. The, uh, the way that that word is used in here is talking about the profit that is there from trading in the commodity of wisdom. Wisdom is an interesting thing. How many of you are familiar with the phrase, it takes money to make money? I mean... You've heard that as long as you've been alive if you live in the United States. Isn't that correct? That's why none of us have any money, because you don't have it to start with, right? Um, But it takes wisdom to gain wisdom. It's an investment. If you have a little bit of money and you put it in the proper investment type things and you buy the right uh, stuff and... I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm not into stock exchange. I believe, New York, I believe Wall Street is the biggest high-stakes casino in the history of mankind. Uh, I just don't believe that that's where God wants me to put my investment. But there are people who make lots of money on these things. But it's interesting, the people who make lots of money all want to make lots more money telling you how they made money. You know what that tells me? They didn't make as much money as they think they did. Because if they did, they wouldn't tell you their secret. They would just make more money themselves. Now, isn't that true? 
Because if you could sell the idea and everybody does it, then what happens? Somebody out there changes the parameters and then you got to start all over again. Not everybody think, knows what they tell you they think they know. But if you will trade in wisdom, it says the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver. You know, you can make a lot of money trading silver. You can go to the bank and look through coins and get a 50-cent piece and quarters that are solid silver. And then you can take them out and sell them to somebody for the silver content. Uh, you can get in trouble doing that too. But people do all that kind of stuff. But the merchandise of wisdom, you've got to have some to get more. If you are bereft of wisdom, if you're not saved, you have no wisdom. You have nothing to build on. But when you start making right decisions and learning wisdom from God and how to apply yourself, you can take those little decisions and put them into bigger decisions and you're going to reap bigger benefits. Let me tell you something. The time to try to find wisdom is not the day after you get married. You better have a lot before you start down that path. Amen? That's what I'm talking about is investing in wisdom. That's what God gives you your teenage years. Uh, that's one of the things that uh, Heartland Baptist Bible College is supposed to be about. You go out there with your tuition money and you, you put it in, you sit in the classroom and you try to learn, but most of your learning won't happen in the classroom. It happens as you live life and serve God. And let me tell you something. You can be a backslidden, miserable slob in Bible college just as easily as you can anywhere else. If you want to really serve God, you've got to work at it. You've got to trade in wisdom. Now look what it says in the second half of verse 14 there. It says, For the merchandise of it is better than silver, and the gain thereof. Now, when we read that, if you're not careful, you'll think, well, if I just get wisdom, I'll... No, it's talking again. It's the same idea here. It's a different way. It is the gain or the profit that wisdom can give you is more valuable than obtaining fine gold. Now, last time I checked or heard, gold was about $1,600 an ounce. They used to make a $5 coin with an ounce of pure gold. That was back when my grandfather was a young man. He only got paid a dollar a day. How would you like to go to work for a dollar a day? You'd say, that's ridiculous. Well, he bought an 88-acre farm on a dollar a day salary. That was back in 1911. A few years, the valuations have changed, have they not? But the gain thereof, I mean, if we took a full ounce of gold and said, it's hidden somewhere in this auditorium 
And whoever finds it gets to keep it. Now, number one, you'd know I was joking. But if that were possible, how many of you would just be sitting in your seat watching everybody else flipping up the pad, the pew pads and running back and forth and looking? Or how many of you would be in the fray? Now, we're not going to ask you to raise hands. Uh, but you'd be rather foolish just to be sitting there watching everybody else run around now, wouldn't you, if you could get that for yourself? If you want to trade in wisdom, if we could only understand this, the profit is far higher than anything you can put a monetary value to. That's what, the, that's what he's saying here, the merchandise, the trade of this, the things that can be realized. How many of you listen to the radio uh, late at night or early Saturday morning? And here's what comes on. Uh, I don't know what the product is, but I mean, they've got all these strange little products or some guy gets on, you know, you can make a million bucks selling houses. You buy it and you turn it over. It's called house flipping. Now, if you're strong enough to flip a house, I think you could make a lot more money showing off your strength at a carnival. Amen. But uh, this whole idea of being able to buy and sell and trade and make lots of money, America was built on that. But I'll tell you, so much of what we do today is not based on actual value produced. It's just based on tricks with paper. That's what the housing bubble is all about. You buy a piece of property for X amount of money, why all of a sudden three years later is that same property worth uh, a whole lot more? Well, it went until it burst, didn't it? And now properties are worth less today than they were seven and eight years ago. Because that's not true merchandise. That's just inflating the price. It's what we call futures and it's gambling is what it is. But you learn to produce something that has a value to it. Guess what? You will be a rich person. Can't help it. You got to put something in that's actually a, of a value. And here's what God wants you to do. He wants you to trade in wisdom. He wants you to realize, verse 15, she is more precious than rubies. Now look at the second half of this. And all the things that thou canst desire are not to be compared unto her. Now did you get that? This is Christmas time. Christmas is coming up in just a few days. What do you desire for Christmas? Listen. Nothing you can desire is even worthy to be compared of wisdom being imparted in your life. That's what the Solomon is telling us. There is nothing that you can desire that is more valuable than wisdom. It's not even worthy to be compared. And yet we invest more time and more effort in all of these things and we leave the trade of wisdom for the preacher, 
for the special spiritual people. No. Every one of us, from the little children to however, whoever's the oldest one here tonight, every one of us must be involved in this trade of wisdom. Verse 16, length of days is in her right hand. How many of you are old enough to regret some of the things that you did when you were younger because you feel it in your lower back and in your knees and in your different joints? Um, I have a brother that uh, was an extensive weightlifter. I believe he was benching 450 or 475 at his maximum. I mean... I'll tell you what, that's way too much for me. But he's got all the Itis brothers in his shoulders today because of that. Author Phil and Bursitis, I mean, it's all there. When you overextend yourself, let me tell you, you're going to pay for it down the road. It says length of days is in her right hand. If you had wisdom to know not to go to such extremes on certain things when we're younger. You enjoy your later years. And I really believe we read the prophet Joel, it says he'll give us back the years that the palmer worm and the canker worm and all of his armies have eaten if we'll start serving him now. And we'll start trading in wisdom. It says here, and in her left hand, riches and honor. You want You want these things. You've got to get wisdom. Her ways are ways of pleasantness. All her paths are peace. You know, if we could take wisdom and make it a serum and just inject a few people, like the president and other people, Congress members, If we could just get some wisdom injected into those systems, you know what? We would have peace. We wouldn't have all this squabbling and fighting and all these things. I'll tell you, it is the plotting and planning of men that cause the disruption of peace on earth. She is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her. Now, how many of you remember what the tree of life is? It was in the Garden of Eden, was it not? It says she is a tree of life. It's not the tree of life. But it's exactly like the tree of life, only not quite the same. It's very similar is what it's saying here. The tree of life did what? God said, we've got to get Adam and Eve out of the garden because they've sinned. Because if they eat of the tree of life, they're going to be locked into this situation for all eternity. Now, how many of you would like to be locked into making right choices for the rest of your life? Wouldn't that be a wonderful thing? I'd like to maybe make up a bumper sticker. Stop the stupid. Uh, You know, it would just solve so many problems if we could just stop doing stupid things. How many of you did something stupid this week? 
My hand's going up. I'm... We do those things. Yeah, Andrew and I, we were sitting there working in the thing. We got all the studs just straight in the walls. He said, you know what? We better reinforce those steel studs with a little bit of wood. Uh, just so when we hang cabinets and stuff, we got something to hang it to. And so he did all of that. And guess what? The wood was crooked. So when we put the sheetrock up, guess what was crooked now? The straight studs moved to the crooked wood. And so we had to do some really, and you're just sitting there going, oh. But once you cover it up with sheetrock tape and paint, nobody has any idea what's underneath. Amen. But if you get wisdom, It's a tree of life. It's going to lock you in to making right decisions. It's going to give you life. It says, happy is everyone that retaineth her. Wisdom can be gained. Wisdom can be lost. The Lord by wisdom hath founded the earth. You want an example of wisdom. Just look at how our earth works. Man thinks that this thing is so fragile that just by people living on the earth, we're going to destroy it. Let me tell you something. This earth is more resilient than anything you could possibly imagine. It cleans itself. It, you say, well, two-thirds of the, our planet's surface is water. Do you know that without the seas, all life would cease on earth in just a matter of weeks? How many of you have ever walked by one of the shores and see all that junk that gets washed up during the high tide? Well, let me tell you something. God has a cleaning method where he pulls that stuff out and drags it into the deep abysses of the ocean where it just turns to dust. That's how God recycles things. He gets things cleaned. And and I'll tell you what, man can mess things up quite a bit. But the Lord put this earth together with wisdom. He established the heavens By his knowledge, the depths are broken up and the clouds drop down the dew. Do you know how the depths are broken up? Well, there's many ways. Where does the rain come from? It comes from the oceans. The water evaporates, goes up into the clouds, and the clouds move over the land and rain down on. Who could have figured that out? And yet these scientists say it got here by chance. You tell me who's the dumb one. How could something like that and the clouds dropping down dew? Dew is so important. Here in the city, we hardly have it. It all gets caught on the tops of the buildings and things. But out in the country, you go walking through the grass in the early morning, and I mean, you can get soaking wet. It's almost like a mini rainstorm every day. Why is the grass so green? Because God waters it with the dew. 
He's smart enough to figure all of these things out. He's given us an example. None of us would figure any of this stuff out on our own. I mean, what would you know if you didn't have this book called the Bible? The value of wisdom. If we could only understand. It's got to be traded in. Have you ever met a failed salesman? I mean, somebody that's trying to be in sales and they just can't keep a job and they can't make money. You know why? Because, number one, you've got to believe in your product. And number two, you've got to be excited about that product. And number three, you've got to eat, live, breathe, drink, sleep, whatever you're selling. Because if you're going to sell something, you've got to sell it 24 hours a day. It's got to be... Your lifeblood. That's how people make lots of money in sales. That's why I'm not a salesman. Because I don't want to eat, live, and breathe Cummins Diesel Motors or uh, General Electric or whatever people are selling, some insurance company. I want to eat, live, and breathe Service to our Savior. That's wisdom. And you can have that. But you've got to trade in it. You've got to build upon it. You've got to start with something. That's salvation. That's the gift that God giveth to all men. 1 Peter 4.10 What you do with that gift determines how much you'll enjoy eternity. And if you want wisdom, you better go to God. Amen? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for these few verses that we got through tonight. And Lord, we certainly have not even begun to cover everything that was in the few verses, just a few high points tonight. I pray that as we study the book of Proverbs, you would excite our hearts and our minds to read through these verses, to remember these things, and Lord, to study them out for ourselves and to learn so much more that there is here to learn. Before we finish that prayer, just give you an opportunity, if you want to pray at your seat.